Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we're talking all about how COVID has impacted buyer demand and the state of the business sales market. And to talk about this, we have on board the one and only Zoran Sarabaka from Exclusive Business Sales to talk all about their latest market report, all about the state of business sales and the increasing buyer activity or increasing buyer inquiry they're seeing at exclusive business sales. So without further ado, let's talk to Zoran. Hi, Zoran. Welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast. Hello, Joanna, and thanks for having me here again. My absolute pleasure. Okay, we've got a couple of things that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about your survey that looks at the state of the business sales market. So I'd lo- like to talk about your uh, report results there. But let's first start off with what you're seeing at the moment, because we've had some interesting discussions around the spike in buyer inquiries that you've seen. So I'm just really, I think maybe let's start it all off by having a bit of a chat about what you have seen so far and now what you're seeing right now in terms of buyer inquiry activity. Okay. So what we do, we, we actually measure our inquiries on a daily basis. So we, every day we count inquiries, we put them in the system and we graph this to get a feeling of what's happening on the market. And normally our inquiries are sitting on average in about 70-ish per day. So there would be bars that inquire from different sources, being our database, being us approaching other businesses in the industry to buy businesses that we're selling or just inquiring from the different websites and our own website. And normally that sits in good times on about 70. So what has happened well, lots has happened in the last <laughs> four weeks, mm. <laughs> but everything started changing to, towards the end of February, and the inquiries started dropping, and then they really dropped when we had on 22nd of March, we had a stage one restrictions. On 26th of March, we had a stage two restriction, and then on 31st or, or 31st of March, we had a total lock, uh, a lockout. Mm. So what happened as a consequence on that? Inquiries dropped out, and I'm looking at a graph in front of me, shame that your, your, your listeners can't mm. can see this, but from not a peak, but just a normal trading of about 70, they dropped on average down to about 35 from the end of February until about March 26th. So we're talking about a 50% decline in um Correct. I'm intrigued. I have to say, I actually find that amazing. I find it amazing that there were still inquiries at that point because going back, you know, we're only looking backwards around about a month now, but that that was a massive period of uncertainty. So it's interesting there was still buyer inquiry, which was, you know. Look, look, look it was, and they, but, but they were not moving very fast. They were looking and still looking. We were all shell-shocked, all right? Yeah. So, we just didn't know what happened. There was a big shock. There was a grieving mm. period. People was, and look, they, they were looking at the businesses, but no one was making move. Mm. And they, they dropped further from there. So after the 31st of March, they went down to about 
30 inquiries per day. So they, they've got down by 40%, all right? Mm, mm. And another interesting thing that happened since February, each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, our inquiries were kind of uniform. They were more or less similar each day with a little bit of drop on Friday. But what happened since then, we had a massive spike every Monday. And like, uh, I'll give you some, some examples, like 66 on Monday and then on Tuesday, 26. Then yeah. another one, 69 on Monday and then 28 on Tuesday. So we looked at who was looking on Monday and we found out that people that were looking, these inquiries that were coming to us on Monday, they were coming through the weekend and we would process them on Monday. And there were people that were looking to for, for type of size of the job business business that, that, that can replace their job. Right. So with a profit of up to 300,000. It tells you two things. It tells you that, you know, like people are unsecure about their work and they're looking to say, well, if this really gets worse, can I actually buy myself a job? And tells you another thing that people that work from home actually work from home and on, only on the weekends they do their product stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, the yeah. Parties will- yeah. <laughs> so they've had a shocking week at work. They're worried they're about to be made redundant and they've spent the weekend looking for businesses they can buy, basically. Correct. And then what happened? We had a four days holiday and we all had the time to reflect and regroup and so on. And then Monday, uh, uh, Monday, Thursday after the Easter break, we had 139 inquiries that day, which is doubled. I can see this massive spike in your, um, right. sorry, you the listener can't see this. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes, but <laughs> there's this massive we can, uh, we can. spike. <laughs> to be fair, there was a four days worth of inquiries. We had four days to actually, buyers had four days to inquire about this. But then continued, okay, and Monday repeated, and we actually now sitting, we are back on average somewhere between 60 and 70. So the buyers are coming back. But the interesting thing, when you look at, when we look at the buyers, these are not just people now that are looking to buy the job or replace the job, but we're getting, a, you know, high rent, high net, uh, uh, individuals actually looking for the businesses because if you do have some cash, a serious equity, or especially if you've got a cash, it's really find a good place to park it. Mm. And then starting to look into businesses, well, what if I actually purchase the business? Because it gives you instant cash flow as well. And the returns on a good business are way better than when you can get anywhere at the moment. Mm. I think that's a good point that, you know, and here's the, uh, and of course, we're both <laughs> in this industry, so I guess we would say it, but, you know, here's the benefits, right, of buying a business. You're creating something. If you're an employee looking at a business, here's the opportunity to make a lot more than what you could from your income as an employee. Well, yes, you can buy a lot more, but you're also, you know, taking your, you, you, you're taking control of your future as yeah. well and you're having a security. And these are very unsecure times. Not to say that buying a business is going to be very secure going forward, but it's at least you have way more control than mm. working for somebody else. Yeah. But, but now what we're starting to see, these sales of a million dollars are starting to get some serious inquiries. And, these are, and we'll get into details more, into demographics of the buyers. But, but these are now uh, businesses also looking for mergers and acquisition uh, type deals and look not necessarily they're looking for the for bargains they want a good solid businesses and if you've got a good solid business at the moment it could be a really good time to put it on the market oh again like you said it earlier of course i'm going to say that i'm a broker when's a good time to put a business market? today everybody should put a business, market, a business in the market and, uh, so, uh, but another interesting thing that happened a number of sellers 
that inquiring to put a business on the market has dropped drastically. And for last four weeks is down by about 80%, which is kind of understandable because you've got more pressing issues. You're controlling your cash flow. You're trying to take a flood. All these government grants and helps and substitutes and banks, you got to deal with that at the moment. So it's not a priority, but it's going to create, if it continues like this, I think it's going to create oversupply three or four months down the track because if we are down about 80% and this continues for another three months and then those people start taking businesses to the market and normal number of inquiries first returns, you may going to have an increase of about 50, 60, 70% more businesses going on the market three months down the track. Mm -hmm. Another thing, if you're in trouble and you're forced to put the business on the market and we think that's going to happen, that's going to add more supply to the market. And there, there is a good chance, I can't guarantee, but my you know, educated prediction is that come August, end of August, we're going to have a double the amount of businesses on the market than comparing to, to normal period. And because what's happening also, you're going to have distressed activity going to the market. Yeah. We got this moratorium for directors in solvent trading, which is ending in August. So the people, if they are not really solvent, will be forced to make the decision, appoint the administrator subsequently go to the market and put on business on the market themselves early. And we think that's going to be double supply of the businesses after August. And at the moment it's very low, but the buyers are, buyers are there and desperate to find the good deals. Mm. Well, I guess perhaps might characterise different businesses that are likely to be on the market now versus in six months' time. But I think you're absolutely right, those distressed businesses, when we see the, the COVID safe harbour coming off, when we see the statutory demand extension of six months and $20,000 increase come off, I, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. We're going to see a lot more activity in distressed business sales. Well, it's interesting. All the buyers that we're talking to now, they're not looking for bargains. They're looking for good, solid businesses. Right. If you have a bit at the moment that's really not being affected or positively affected because of the situation, because your suppliers are people that, that are actually doing well and you're supplying them or you're the business that's doing well in this environment. These are the type of businesses that the buyers are looking uh, looking for, but they're not coming on the market. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I just had a you know, discussion today with a buyer who's out there looking for good solid businesses. We just closed a deal yesterday. We exchanged. So there's still activity going on. And but it's just it's interesting to see your graph in terms of the the rise after Easter and in, in buyer buyer interest, buyer inquiries. And when I'm looking at your graph, and I guess you know the thing is it makes sense maybe that there's a bit more buyering activity or inquiry after Easter because things sort of stabilized a little bit. But what I find so interesting is just the number and the number in comparison to, say, for example, early February, before any of this was really hitting, it looks like we're even potentially above where we were in early February. Another interesting thing that normally these are school holidays, all right? Mm. And in school holidays, we have a drop off in inquiries because people go well, on holidays. People are usually going somewhere, or aren't they? But not right. at the moment. So what's happening now? Because in, in March, we had kids at home and we had to deal with this. Uh, and we have to do homeschooling now. We don't have so just the fact that we don't have to school the kids is good as holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Look, I, I think I think 
this is normal because if you if you're on the market to buy something and you, you didn't inquire for two weeks, uh, some number of people didn't inquire for two or four weeks, then they come in and you, you get that spike before it drops down. So so it's normal. But but yeah. look, I, I think it's going to stabilize a little bit below the normal, right? Because and and I'll, I'll tell you why we can get into the survey now. Yeah, just before we get to the survey, Zoran, I just want to ask one last question about this buyer inquiry. Is there any way are you able to or have you segmented the data into the types of inquiries? So do do you have a bit of a feel for you know what level, what proportion of this inquiry? is in businesses acquiring in the, you know, 1 million plus space or um, do, you, do you not have that sort of breakdown? We do have a breakdown, but there's nothing that I can read from data. It just like it's across the board. Right. It's across okay. the board. Every, okay. It comes more for the quality businesses, all right? So better businesses, well-priced business, properly priced business. I'm not saying underpriced, but just properly priced business are getting inquiries and that's what the people are after. They want the solid businesses. And you, you, you'll see that, that from, from survey as well. Mm. Okay. All right. So now that we're talking about the survey, how about you tell us all about the survey? What um, what What is the survey and, and what did you find? So we went to our buyers and we said, look, you know, let us make a sense out of what's going on, all right? And we asked them a few questions, mainly about, you know, how long they've been on the market, how they felt about buying pre-COVID-19 and how their situation changed after this health crisis that we had. And it was really, really interesting, all right? So I'm going to run through some numbers here with you. So just so you understand who we were talking to, these are the demographics of the buyers. When we asked them, why are you looking to buy the business? 32% were asked, uh, looking for the business as an investment, 30% were to change lifestyle, 21% were other businesses looking to buy businesses to expand their uh, operations, and 30% was the job type market. These are people that wanted to replace their job. Another interesting point I, I want to make, only 3% were others, and there were like a few migration agents that were trying to buy their businesses for day to, to help people migrate to Australia. Mm. It was mm. only 3%. And for years you were you were hearing this thing about like big influx of foreign buyers. They never were there. That was my always opinion. They were never there. It's a very, very small percentage of the market. When we asked them from there, so approximately one quarter investors, one quarter people that wanted to change the lifestyle a little bit more, and one quarter were businesses looking to buy the business, and then some small segment looking to uh, to buy the job. Now, it's kind of equally distributed how long they've been on the market. So 39% were 6 to 12 months and 35% were more than 12 months on the market. And we know from experience that people that are on the market for less than six months, they're just entering. They're probably not going to purchase the business immediately. And then so about uh, if you take 25%, about three quarters of the buyers were solid buyers. They've already spent some time on the market ready to purchase. Wow. When we asked them how positive you were that you're going to buy the business, uh, how confident you were that you're going to find the business pre-COVID-19, 23% said extremely confident, 34% said, well, reasonably, a somewhat was 23%, and about 20% either didn't have a clue or not confident at all. So it's a solid, these are real buyers. These are people that wanted to, to, to buy businesses, hmm. all right? Now, we started, okay, let's, let's look at the, how this situation affected your way of thinking and how do you see situation going forward, all right? So we asked them, how long do you think the crisis is going to last for? 85% said more than six months. 85% think this is going to stay for six months before it starts normalizing. 
all right? 14% told three to six months, and there was 1% that they told it's going to be less than three months, all right? And um, <laughs> I hope they're right. <laughs> Your rose-coloured glasses uh, responders. Yes. I love them. Uh, no, I, I, is... I, I, like, I like a good <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, look, and more than half of the people told that the recovery is going to be slow. There was a 21% uh, reasonably fast recovery and the others thought it's going to be slow recovery, but 51% thought that we're going to have a slow recovery. That's when we get on the end of this. Now, this is an interesting question. We asked them, how do you think that the prices, uh, that the value of business is going to be affected? And 78% thought that on the end of this, there's going to be significant reduction in the business prices, in the business value. And just to be clear, I, I guess I want to be clear, you sent this survey out to your pool of buyers who had shown interest in the past in, in you know, business you had listed. Correct. And it's not, the, it's not necessarily representative of your new inquiries, it's just people who are on the book. Correct. This survey is, I think it's two weeks old now. Yeah, yeah. Two, two to three. Okay, so it's all your buyers who are there at the moment really, really are saying they think the likelihood is that um, the value of businesses have been significantly impacted. Yes. But, you know, I, I mean, surely that's dependent on industries, but um, anyway, that's that's an interesting response. Well, look, that's, that's what they think that's going to happen, that the business is going to significantly reduce. I don't think that's going to be the case. Case, all right, because yes, if your profit drops, value of your business is going to reduce. Mm. But I, if your profit holds, especially if it increases a little bit, you may going to be able to demand some premium. Makes sense because your business. Yeah, it does make sense. I just have to throw in this is hilarious, Zoran. I love your the last option here on question six. And this is how do you think the value of business has been affected? As we just discussed, that you, you know a significant number have said significantly reduced. I love the number. No clue. Five percent. Uh, it's all guesstimate. But look, what what you're talking is about not what's going to happen, but how people feel. All right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Look, if you ask me if something like this happens, I would guarantee you that the because we know in GFC the number of businesses that went on the market increased, but the buyers decreased. And at the moment it's opposite. We it's it's really and look, when you look into data, you actually understand why. But we're actually having a lower supply and increased demand. Banks are lending. It's not like a GFC. Mm. You can yep. borrow the money for the business. Banks wanna give money. Banks mm. are encouraged to uh, money. Banks got a social uh, agreement with with the governments. They're going to help us get through it. So they are giving money, but but there's no there, there's no businesses on offer to sell. Mm. And so I, I don't necessarily think that the value is going to be reduced, but if your profits reduce, it's going to impact your value definitely. All right. Uh, even through GFC, the multiples and uh, multipliers and formulas for calculating on businesses didn't change significantly, just very small impact depending on the industry. And that continued and it's going to keep on continuing. Mm. So what, what else we find in, in this survey? This is interesting one. So, so we said, how has current situation changed your experience of buying a business? And 36% of the buyers said, we're going to sit on the sideline. Yeah. We're going to sit on the sideline. We're going to see what happened. So 32% of the people told us then they see opportunity in the current market, all right? But maybe we didn't ask the question. I don't know what opportunity means. Just you think they're going to be good deals 
are you mm. looking for the bargain? Right? Yeah. Don't know yeah. what 22% told us, look, we still want to buy a business, but we are cautious and we want to buy a good, solid business. All yeah. right. So these are three main segments. Now, 36% will sit on the sideline for some time. All right. Now, that, that's going to really not show which part of this is this 36%. I would say people that were looking to change their lifestyle, which was 30 odd percent, may are going to sit on the, on the sideline. But if you need an income, or you need to invest, at, and if your business want to buy the businesses, I think this market's still going to stay very active over the next three to six to 12 months. Mm. I was just going to say one thing that I um, think is interesting about the response to this particular question was the that only 7% said they were no longer interested in buying a business. So, you know, that's really interesting. That means, you know, seven that 93% of potential buyers on your database are still interested in buying a business? Looking yeah. or would consider something, yeah, but they're going to be very cautious, correct? Oh, All right. Mind you, this was a, uh, like when you look at the calculations for the survey and statistically, this was a 6.5% margin of error. So oh. maybe this 7% is a margin of error. Only 0.5% don't want to buy a business. <laughs> that strikes me as, as a small number. So, you know, that's um, yeah, in comparison to what I thought it might be. So um, so that's interesting. It's good good to see. Now, you asked them another question. Look, uh, would you consider buying a half a business now and then half a business later when, when we're on the other end? 63% said yes. All right. And interesting, we're seeing more and more deals that because of the situation, people will say, look, let, let's do the deal now. Let's agree on the formula. We'll buy now and we're going to recalculate in six months, 12 months, whatever it's agreeable to both uh, seller and the buyer. And so you were saying you've got a few deals with that running at the moment. So um, do you want to talk about how many deals you've got going on with that at the moment? We've got, we got few. They're running with some sort of uh, arrangement like this. And look, in one particular case, and this is a good example, all right, so we're not going to mention any names or types and, uh, or the businesses, but in one particular case, the seller is in serious trouble due to the cash flow problem. So the buyers that we had on it, not trying to take the advantage, but really we're trying to make a deal happen and help everybody. Because right. unless the cash injection is put, the business is going to probably not going to make it to the other end. Right. So now we've got to buy said, look, all right, we want some sort of discount because we're going to input the money, but we're going to finance this through taking over your debt. Mm. All right, so that becomes a way to finance, actually, transactions. So we'll take your debt to supplier. We're going to make an arrangement with them. Let's get it to the other end. And then based on the formula, we're going to pay you the, the balance. You're structuring those deals. You know there's always a risk with, the, with any deferred payment. But if the, yeah. if the goodwill is there and, and we commercially do it, you can always secure it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can find ways, can't you? There was a one open-end question on the end where we said, well, you know, what are the characteristics of the businesses that you're looking for going forward? There was all sorts of stuff that people told us. But but two groups tended, uh, were, were, two, two answers, was, uh, we could group them together. So one is low overheads relative to sales level. People are looking for the businesses with low overheads uh, or relative to the turnover. So if this continues, I want to be able to be flexible. And, you know, if I need to contract, I need to be able to contract easy. And another one was a good forward planning. All right, we know that it is what it is at the moment, but what's your plan once on the other end? 
Mm. And that's what people are looking for. And I really advise people that thinking of selling a business today is to really sit down and you don't need, a, I said that in a few other uh, interviews and videos, you don't need a 200-page business plan, but give me bullet points of what you think the future holds and how you're going to handle it forward. Mm. That's what the buyer want to see at the moment. And that's in nutshell survey. So look, I was really surprised. I was expecting that the number of the people that will exit the market's going to be, be much higher. And, but at, and I was also surprised with, with increase. So, well, we kind of knew that the increase in buyers looking to buy a job or secure their income will increase, but we didn't uh, think that it's going to increase this quick. Yeah. Well, look, that's, I mean, it's really interesting, interesting news from the uh, report and certainly from your spike in buyer inquiries. Just shows you that, um, I, I guess, just rehashing, it potentially is a great time to get back into the market if you're a buyer and maybe before the flood of buyers come in. I don't want to be alarmed. But when you think about it, there's a really good chance that they may going to happen that in six months' time, we're going to have all the supply. Mm. Another good good point for buying a business now or good reason for buying a business now is because the, the different ways of funding the business through taking over the debts from the supply of renegotiating re- re- leases and also the banks are funding at the moment. Yeah. All right? And it's cheap capital right now. So, yeah. but but also it's really there was never better time to restructure the business if you needed to. All right, mm. if you want to take it in a different direction, if you want to, you know, make a different uh, employer arrangements and everything, because normally when you buy the business and you take over. You don't want to rock the board. You want to really use it, let it continue the way it was before you start making some changes. This situation gives a buyer opportunity to make any drastic changes needed without being affected badly because of that. So, so there's a lot of positives in buying a business into the day's environment. We just need businesses to sell. And look, I'm open about this. The buyers are, the sellers are not putting a business on the market at the moment. Yeah. So here's the plea from Zoran. He's he's looking for the sellers to match up with the buyers. Is that yeah, right, Zoran? We need the good businesses to sell. The buyers are out there. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Now look, before we leave, I've just got I've just got a quick question. So firstly, what is the general range of industries that um that these prospective buyers are in? Well, look, across the board, across the board, like you know, if you're seriously affected, it's gonna be a bit of a hard task to do it now. But in general, anything business to business, business to consumer, like, like always was manufacturing is starting to get a little bit more popular. We don't operate in hospitality market very mm-hmm. much. Uh, so, so I wouldn't know how that's got uh, how that has been affected, uh, but everything else uh, uh, outside hospitality, retail's been affected a little bit negative at the moment, simply because there's no movement of people. A lot of retails was opera- operating on very, very small income at the moment, and. Uh, all the issues with the leases and renegotiations. So that's definitely been affected. But anything in manufacturing, anything in building sector, uh, anything in distribution, uh, import, export, transport and logistics, medical center also doing well. Also, interesting thing is that the medical sector doctors in general were impacted by this, not positively, but negatively, mm. which is also a surprise. You you got to help the emergency and doctors are losing money. Why? Because people are shying away going to, to, to GP because they want, don't want to get exposed with other sick people mm. and whatnot. But the, we, we got a few medical centers of the market 
and even that, that there is a uh, uninterrupted de- de- demand for those businesses as well. Accounting practices are still selling. So yeah, look uh, across the board, across the board. Excellent. Okay, wonderful. And and my last question is: you had exclusive during the GFC. Yes. Yeah. And so, do do reflecting back on the GFC and and you know, I take your point and I agree. This this is potentially quite different to the GFC. But what are some of the, were there some of the, I guess, trends after the GFC that you think might be replicated here? Is there anything that you're taking out of your learnings during the GFC that that you think is interesting to reflect on? Definitely. We expected that this job type market's going to increase. People did looking for the income and that has increased. Yeah. GFC, what we had, we had a shortage of capital and we couldn't finance the businesses. We think that's going to be opposite. Capital is going to be available. Bank will need to to lend. And so I think that's going to be positively affected. Another thing with distressed sales and uh, and external administration and liquidations have started happening immediately after GSC. Mm. And now because of this grace period of six Mm. months, that we we think that's going to start in August mm. September. That, 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 that's going that, that's going to increase. Yeah, these are the similarities that I, that I can see. But I, I think from business sales point of view, because the capital is more available than was in GFC, I think it's going to be a different picture from from looking from that side. There's going to the transactions will be happening happening um, relatively faster than what they were in GFC because raising money in GFC was really, really hard. Mm. So, summing up, it seems like the message is if you're thinking of selling your business, don't feel like it's not possible right now. There's buyers out there. Correct. Look, I don't I don't want to say this is the greatest time to sell the business. If you didn't want to sell the business and you have a good business, you shouldn't put a business on the market around if you don't need. But if you needed to, before this crisis, and you wanted to sell for this uh, before the crisis, there is no danger. There's a lot of positives going early rather than later. That's that's my message. Brilliant. And so, Zoran, I guess now's a good time to throw in a bit of a plug. What where do our listeners go to if they're perhaps looking at selling their business or they're an advisor um, who have businesses that are interested in selling? How do they go about finding you? Uh, finding us. Look, we are a national company. We operate everywhere except invest in Australia. So just Google us. Uh, exclusive business sales and you'll find our website uh, um, and contact us one of our analysts or brokers will talk to you and, and give you as much information so you can make a decision should you put a business on the market or not. Another way to find me, just Google Zoran, the business broker, and I'll pop up somewhere uh, in the search. It's <laughs> <laughs> much easier to remember. And this um, this great report you've put together, I presume it's put together um, for the point of distribution. So how do people get a copy of it? It's available on our website. They can download it from our website. Also, what we're going to do, we're going to publish every, well, well, we'll try daily, but if not daily, there's going to be weekly running total of inquiries so people can actually see see what's happening on the market for themselves. These are these are across two brands that we have smaller businesses and mid-market, which is million uh, plus. So we're gonna uh, we're working on the report maybe to split them up so people can see on the smaller end and uh, uh, like sub one million and above one million uh, what what inquiries are. But they're, they're very similar. I'm very interested to see that. I'll put my hand up first, Zoran. Send it through to me. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, look, wonderful. Um, we'll put a link to all of those in the show notes. And Zoran just wanted to say a massive thank you for coming onto the show. You're welcome, Joe. Thanks. Well, that's it for our episode today with Soren from Exclusive Business Sales. Just as a recap, we obviously talked a bit about the uh, perhaps unexpected buyer demand that Zoran's seeing at the moment. And we also talked about the uh, state of business sales in the market report recently undertaken by Exclusive Business Sales. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then just head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com where you'll be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail. There you will also find details of how to contact Zoran at Exclusive Business Sales and how to get a copy of that market report all about the state of business sales in the current market. At our website, you will also find details of how to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal if you or your clients would like to discuss any legal aspects of sales or acquisitions. And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please pop over to Apple Podcast or your other favourite podcast player and hit subscribe. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, aspect legal. See you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to The Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au.